Well, welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Pete and Jordan here with episode 58. Will Smith, Brian Houston, and why we are fascinated with the fall. Oh my goodness, we're getting into it today. That was very juicy title there, Pete Wilson. I I cannot help but have the conversation we're about to have today. I know, and I could like jump into it right this second. Because it's the only conversation you and I have had over the past 24 hours. (laughs) It's been like all consuming. It's all I'm looking at. Uh, You know what? I'm not even going to go there. Okay, we'll get there. Let's start with our weekend. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, the weekend was awesome. We had a great weekend. We had the boys, um, all the boys, because Jet came home from college, which was was fun. Um, yeah, he's, he hadn't been home from college, but maybe twice since Christmas. Well, I think or was once. That the site once. Yeah. So I mean, I've been down there, but as far as him being up here, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so good. So good. I love it when he's home. Yep. And Gage, your middle son, who's a junior in high school. Um, I guess now guys like prom asking girls to prom is a big thing. It's a huge, these big prom proposals. It's like a event. It's called a promposal. Like literally it's a, it is a thing. And it is like, I don't know. I, when I was in high school, it was just like, Hey, we want to go to prom. And you, it might've been like over text or the phone. If you were lucky, he invested more in his prom (laughs) proposal than I invested into all of prom. Yeah, probably true. No, Um, it is true. I promise you. Yeah. He like, he did a really cute way of asking. He wanted to go to our farm um, and use some animals, goats, ducks, baby ducks, which we now have two of that we we, think we just found a home for. Um, (laughs) But it was so much fun because he just had a blast like brainstorming it. I was up late on Friday making the signs for him. And then we actually went up to the farm for him and set it all up like minutes before they got there. Um, and we actually <laughs> were there when they got there and then we were not supposed to be. So we like ran and hid. Anyway, it was really fun. I think he had a good time and she said yes to his promposal. Yes. Yep. So that was fun. Thank goodness. After all that. <laughs> I, know, I think you have to. I think I need a pre-commitment. Like a pre-commitment, like if I do something, are you going to say yes? Oh my god! Before gosh. I went into all that. Hey, that's part of it. That's the risk. You think social media has contributed to the it growing into this big? I'm proposal? sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Because like, now you have something, a place to share. Yeah, it. a picture that's like, look at how I asked. I'm sure, and I think that's probably true with even actual like yeah. marriage proposals. Everything's just gotten crazier. Yeah, but yeah, so thing. that was really fun. Yeah, it was a blast. And then that led up to, by the end of the weekend, we were exhausted because we had done a lot over the weekend with them. And we sit down to just chill and watch the Oscars. Yeah. Which we don't, we're not award show people. No, we're not award show people. Every one or two a year at the most. And even then, it's usually like skipping around or we're walking in and out. But yeah. we actually sat down and we're like, oh, this is kind of after COVID and it being weird the past couple of years, it felt good to sit there and watch it. Yeah. And then all hell broke loose. <laughs> It was nuts. It was very normal until that one moment, and all of you know what we're talking about, when Chris Rock was up to, I guess he was giving an award, right? I know he yeah, was he like- Yeah, he was getting ready to give a reward, but an award. took a couple jabs. Yeah, he did his normal, like any comedian does, where you kind of have like your, you roast the celebrities yeah. that are in the audience. Um, but many would and, argue that his roast went too far. Right. It was, it was a, I think, a tasteless joke, um, in my personal opinion. I know, you know, there's probably a lot behind that joke. Maybe he didn't even write that joke. But anyway, he said a joke that was kind of um, insinuating a comment that was like about 
Will Smith's wife's disease, which is alopecia, which you make sure hair fall out, yeah. um, which is horrible. And I cannot imagine like what that feels like as a woman. Um, but Will Smith stood up, walked towards Chris Rock after his comment and slapped him across the face, proceeded to walk back we off were stage, like, what? sit down. And, but at this point, yeah, we, we thought it was a joke. I think everyone in the Everyone thought it was fake, like it was staged or something. I didn't think it was. I had a pit in my stomach immediately, like something really bad just happened. Once ABC muted it, and you could see Will Smith's bo- like saying something to yeah. Chris Rock that we could not hear, it was very clear that he was we, superheated. We've talked a lot on this podcast about how anti conflict I am so you can imagine that was like oh my gosh the joke made me uncomfortable then what then Will the- did made me really uncomfortable and like so oh we gosh. don't need to spend a lot of time on the facts of this because you guys have all seen yeah. it a thousand times uh, but at the same time too there's this other pretty big controversy going on with Brian Houston who and, and a lot of you that listen to this podcast won't even know who Brian Houston is but He's a pastor of what is probably one of the, if not the largest church in the world, with 30 locations around the world. Mm-hmm. And I don't even want to get into that because I haven't seen but a couple things, but I know a lot of people have been talking about it, and apparently a documentary came out. I haven't even seen the documentary yet. Yeah. So uh, let's be honest on the on the front end and say there's probably not a whole lot that we're going to add to this conversation about those particular two incidents other than the fact that lots of people are talking about Will Smith, Brian Houston, public failure, um, and and it's nothing like it happens all the time, right? I mean, what like again? The only person that was happy Sunday night with the huge mistake Will Smith made was Brian Houston, <laughs> because he was like, "Great, somebody," because they're gonna. Listen, media is going to harp on you until there's somebody new to harp on, and so that was the best thing you probably could have because it buried his story, but. Either way, like these stories come out all the time, and I, and I just wanted to have a conversation around why is it that we're so fascinated when people that we look up to or that are famous uh, or talked about have some kind of big public failure, and and then why is it that we act surprised? I am not one bit surprised. That Will now it shocked me, but I'm not surprised that Will Smith just had a moment where he lost it, like in a, an extremely inappropriate way. He just lost it, and I'm not surprised by that because he's a human being. And Brian Houston, if any of the accusations are true, I'm not surprised. And somebody said, well, "How could you not be surprised? He's a pastor of the largest church in the world." I'm not surprised because, yes, he is the pastor of the largest church in the world, but he's also a human being, just like Will Smith is a human being. And somehow people who have accomplished big things, we make this assumption that they're not human, Yeah, that they won't make the mistakes that everybody else makes. They won't fall into the traps that everybody else falls into, but they do. And when they do, it's just a lot more public than it is for everybody else. And the phrase that I keep, and I'm going to shut up after this, <laughs> sorry, I'm on the soapbox, but the phrase I keep going back to is this idea, failure is inevitable, growth is optional. And and this is where I want to turn the corner because it, this is not about Will Smith and it's not about Brian Houston. Again, there's very little you and I can add to that because we don't have first hand account of any of it. And yes, I could get on the internet and look up a thousand stories. I don't trust any of them. I just don't. 
every piece of media, every network, every gossip magazine, every blog article, every hate blog that's out there and every genre, whether it's about movie stars or about pastors, they all have an agenda. Mm-hmm. So if I don't have firsthand knowledge, I'm not leaning into it real hard. So I don't want to sit here and try to roll out the facts on either one of those two events. What I know is failure for those two individuals was inevitable. Whether it happened in the way that it did, who knows? That's probably optional. But failure at some point in their lives was inevitable. This wasn't the first time they failed. This is probably the most public failure for both of them. Failure is inevitable. Mm -hmm. What's optional is growth. And do I take this moment where I've been exposed? Do I take this moment where I've failed publicly and do I turn it around and say, I'm going to grow from this. I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to allow this to close the gap between who I am today and who I really want to be. Yeah. And that's what I hope for both those people. And that's what I hope for me. It's what I hope for you, Jordan. It's what I hope for every single person listening to this podcast. Yeah. I think, you know, a a lot of our conversation that night and yesterday was not like, you know, factual things. You know, it wasn't like, oh, I wonder, did Chris do something back in the day that it was more just like when someone like a Brian Houston or a Will Smith who are just really well-known, famous in their own right, like for different things, um, when they fail or when they do something wrong, we immediately, that becomes who they are to us. It's their identity. It's like, why and why? You know, it, and I, again, not defending Will Smith at all, not defending anybody here, but I do think there is got to be a little bit of a perspective shift sometimes in our lives when people fail that it's not who they are. It's not the defining moment of their life that then dictates how we perceive their past accomplishments, their present and their potential for the future. Mm. And so I look at, you know, Will Smith and I think, man, yeah, that was really not a good move. Really not a good move. Um, But I also don't want to, for the rest of my, his existence, think of Will Smith as being a violent, you know, poor character, poor judgment type of person. Listen, absolutely. And I promise you right now, there are people who are like, I'm never going to watch another Will Smith movie again in my life. There are churches right now who have already made the decision that they're never going to sing another Hillsong worship song in their church. Hillsong is the church that Brian Houston pastored because of this accusation and you know, this crisis or whatever you want to call it. Like, it, we tend to want to define somebody by their absolute worst moment. Mm. And I just, I think that's sad. So I, I want to turn this away from those two guys a little bit and just say, hey, when things like this happen, like, I think there's a couple of things we all need to remember about how we process stuff like this. And the first thing I would say is you got to remember that everyone's story is so unique. Mm-hmm. We can we can never really fully understand somebody's circumstance, nor can you predict how we would react if we had to walk in their shoes. And so everyone has fears, everyone has hesitation, everyone has baggage that are always not apparent. So when we judge, we're only looking at that part of someone that is visible to us. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. And their actions, their behavior, their personality might make more sense to us if we knew what was going on underneath. Yep. Yeah, I think 
uh, Pete, you and I talked about this this morning. We saw a interview and again, not trying to bring it back to Will Smith and Brian Houston every time, but just for an example, like, I think I forget what the interview was. It might've been last year. He was talking about how his dad was very, it's when his book came out. Yeah. His dad was very abusive to his mother. And mm-hmm. so he saw that his whole life and he felt like a coward for the majority of his childhood he because never he didn't stand up for his mom. And so again, please hear us. We are not defending the fact that Chris, I mean that Will Smith hit Chris rock. But what I am saying is there are stories that we don't know. There's trauma that we don't know. There's baggage that we don't know. For all we know, Will Smith had a really bad day amidst what was supposed to be a great day. Maybe, you know, his wife, Jada Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith, whatever, Jada had you know, had a really hard time getting ready for the Oscars because she wished she had hair and he's sitting there and he made a really bad move, but there's the trauma of his childhood. There's the, him sitting in a room with Jada crying, you know, you don't know. You just don't know. And the, the, his past abuse from the situation you grew up in doesn't validate what he did, but it helps you make a little more sense out of it. And so I just think before we judge people or we even weigh in, you know, we, we need to seek to understand. And it's nearly impossible. I've talked about this before. It's really, really hard to hate somebody or to judge someone whose story you know. Mm-hmm. Because what happens in that moment is you begin to understand their humanity. Yeah. You understand their brokenness. You understand their hurt spots. And then the stuff that they do starts to make a little more sense. People do bad things. And we shouldn't just excuse it by saying, oh, he's just having a bad day. However, I think it's also extremely short-sighted to judge someone based solely on the worst moment of their lives. Yeah. People jumping like, oh, it, just bad character. He's bad. Yep. I didn't know they were bad. I didn't know she was bad. I didn't know. And now we know. And he, they showed their true colors and the end. Yep. And we've all had those moments that if they were shared in that kind of way, you know, and we can all say, well, I would have never done that. Uh, again, it's so easy to say that. You know, but the reality is we don't know the whole situation. And I think we just have to understand that there's more going on there. And there's a lot more going on than what you're ever going to read in the media. That's the thing that I think is so important that there's always two sides to every story. Um, and we may never know what happened in that moment. Yeah. But I, I just think there has to be some grace applied there. And the goal, again, just so that we it's more for understanding, not saying for excusing or yeah. for validating. It's more just so that we can understand and ultimately like be compassionate to people in our lives who we might see walking down those same tracks. Sure. So, okay, remember that everyone has a, this unique story. Then the other thing I think is important is remember why we judge. Let's just go, kind of get back to the core of that. The root of all judgment comes from one place and one place alone, and that is our ego. When we see someone behaving in a way that we disagree with, we tend to think almost immediately, we think, I would have never acted like that. Mm -hmm. I'm better than that. I am more righteous. I am more hardworking. I am smarter. Fill in the blank, right? Putting someone else down almost always makes us feel temporarily better about ourselves. And the ego is the master magician constantly like deflecting our own attention distracting us from our own shortcomings and the work that we need to do to improve ourselves by being focused on the things that everybody else around us does mm. it's really convicting it's 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 truth and and i'll tell you what probably the more impact somebody has had in this world the more great things that they've done throughout their life um 
the more judgmental we will be towards them if they do trip. Doesn't I, that, isn't that so messed up, though? Like, it is messed up, but I read a quote this morning from Mike Foster, and I love this. He said, sometimes people try to expose what's wrong with you because they can't handle everything that is right with you. Mm. Say that again. Sometimes people try to expose what's wrong with you because they can't handle everything that is right with you. In other words, everything... I, and I'm, I, I'm, let's definitely switch from these two people. But it's so easy when somebody has this life that you look at that you're like, gosh, I wish I was courageous like them. I wish I was making an impact like them. I wish I was taking risks like them. I wish I had the gifts that they had. And then they trip. It's so easy to jump on and against them because what was so right about them drove you crazy because you wish you had what they had. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Really? No, I, it, it absolutely makes sense. I can relate to it. I know there's been times in my life where I've felt that, where it's like I look at some of the people in my past, you know, who I might have been super jealous, you know, and, and just like wish that I had this or wish I had that job that she had or wish that I, you know, had that body, whatever it is. As soon as something happened, like they lost that job or whatever, it's like I know deep down in my subconscious, it was kind of like, huh, I didn't want that after all. Like I was fine. I'm fine. I'm good. You know, like it's it's really embarrassing to even think about that we act like that, even when we don't communicate it. Like we do. It's just it's an it's a I'm not gonna say it's nature, but it is so easy to slip into being jealous, and then when you're jealous wanting them to fall oh for sure yeah i mean i it it just happens all the time and i see it and and that's why i think it's so important when i'll talk about this kind of as we wrap this up but whenever somebody does something that just gets you so riled up the very first question you should ask is not about them you should turn that inward and say what is it about them or what is it about what they did that is disturbing me so much mm-hmm. I, I, because I, I promise you there's something in that moment that you can learn about yourself. Yeah, that's really good. So the, that third one is remember to reflect on what you can learn. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I know I kind of already said that, but I think this is really important. It, it's got it's got to turn towards you. And I and I see this in my life. I spent you know a solid twelve hours dissecting Will Smith and why did he do that and what was he thinking and all that. And then by Monday morning, I had to flip that page and say, more importantly, why does this bother you so much? And what does this have to do with you? And I think you did some of that kind of reflection. Totally. I mean, my first thought, first of all, I got on my phone. I was like, I texted my friends. Like, is anybody watching this? Can you believe this? And, you know, ultimately I, in, in a moment told myself he, oh man, he must be really hard to deal with at home. I bet he has a temper at home. If he acts like that out in public, I bet. And I just started making all these really big assumptions about him as a person because of this one moment, right? Again, hmm. wrong moment, but still I've made a bunch of assumptions that are not fair. Um, and I just, I, again, I, I started down the train that I think everyone did, um, which was that he's not a good person that, Oh, we just saw his true character there. That must be really who he is and how unfair, you know, like I, we can all say that it was a really bad decision that violence is never the answer. And that's all true. But what I didn't really realize until I stopped and thought about it the next day was 
why did, why was I so mad at Will Smith? And I think ultimately I was kind of like channeling some anger I had and from like my past of when I felt someone kind of either came at me, not physically, but just when someone, um, did something to me or said something to me and then didn't apologize for it. Um, because in the, in the, during the show, Will did not apologize to Chris Rock later. He did come out with a public apology, but he had an opportunity to apologize. And I think it just brought back a lot of anger and emotion from when in my life, I felt like someone had done me wrong and didn't apologize and didn't have like Mm. the awareness to understand their impact, um, on, you know, my heart or my life by, you know, something they said. So I think in that same vein of, you know, what can I learn from this? That to me was what I did learn was I had pulled trauma or not real trauma, but just like when I, when my feelings had been hurt in the past and applied it to that situation. And that's why I was really mad. Uh, I disagreed with it to begin with, but why was I mad? Like, why did I have this visceral reaction of anger as if it had been done to me? And I think a lot of us do that in our lives is we see other situations and we pull from our past and say, that's the emotion I've felt before. And so here I'm going to project it onto you and you've done this to me. Um, so I, I don't know. I think that that's, was my experience watching it. Yeah. That's good. That, and, and see, that's, that's where you can take a moment like that and actually be a growth moment for yourself to say, oh, maybe I still have some work I need to do around that in my life. I need to be sensitive to that. Yeah, because I, if I do that to Will Smith on TV, I'm going to do that to someone down the street who yeah, <laughs> says yeah. something to me or whatever. Like, it's so easy to do. It's real easy when they're a screen away. But um, yeah, I think for me, it, it, it is very interesting to take moments like that and say, why am I feeling like this? And then from there, be able to kind of take a 30,000 foot view and kind of see it without the emotion, you know? Because what you're feeling in that moment is almost always a reflection of your own issues or your own insecurities. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Bottom line in this whole conversation for me, there's this verse in James chapter 2 that has been kind of a go-to for me over the years. It's James 2, 3, and it just says, mercy triumphs over judgment. And here's what I know about my life. There are moments when I desperately need to hand out mercy to the people around me. Mm -hmm. And there are even more moments in my life where I desperately need to receive mercy from the people around me. What I know is, again, mercy will always triumph over judgment. Mercy, as I extend it to others, is going to triumph over me judging them meaning I'm going to learn a lot more from that transaction of extending mercy to them. Uh, And at the same time, I also know in my own life, there's going to be so much more growth when people extend me mercy Mm -hmm. instead of extending me judgment. Yeah. Like, again, whether it's Brian Houston or Will Smith or whomever, like... he, they all, everyone needs people in their lives that hold them accountable to things that they do, wrongdoings. You know, he's going to have a lot of hard conversations with people over the next few days. He probably already has. But then the people that will change those lives, so the people coming into Will Smith's life, the people coming into Brian Houston's life that are showing love and grace and mercy, those are the people that walk alongside and serve as this catalyst to healing and growth. If you are just pooping on people, it is so hard for them to grow 
it is so hard for them to grow because they're sitting there shame filled. You really, I don't, I don't think you can grow in shame. I think no, you have to it, grow, be beyond that to grow. It almost always makes you double down. Right. It, you, you hide, you feel shame. You're awful. I'm terrible. I can never come out of this. And again, we're not talking just about Will Smith here. Think about anybody in your life. But when we shame them, are you kidding me? Like if you're given the option of shaming them, which is just a natural thing, you're never going to choose. I'm going to shame them today. It's just your actions towards somebody or walking alongside them with love and grace, that's going to be what takes them to the next level of growth and healing. And that's why I've always said love changes the world. It does because it's the thing that helps people come out of the shell of shame and grow into what they can be. And so I don't know, that's why I I feel so adamant about this in my life in general, beyond this episode about love, because it sounds so like hippy dippy, honestly, to be like, Oh, love changes the world, but it does. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that love is what ultimately helps people see God. Like God is love. And to me, if we can be that, that is such an opportunity. Yeah. Sorry, I, I just jumped on a horse. No, it's good. It's and it, man, it's just it's even hit me right now in this moment. This idea of mercy—it's like I want to throw mercy around like confetti. I really do. I, I I want I want to have it in my pocket, handing it out left and right. Yeah. Like here's some mercy for like you. you. It's a mercy for to you come and into yeah. your life. And I can speak about this for you, Pete, because you will never say these things. But there are people in some of their lowest moments that come to you because they know that you'll hand them that. Mm. And you're not perfect at it. I'm not perfect at it, but. I think that's such a cool way to live your life, to be like, I want to be the person that people feel safe to come to when they need something, when they need help, when they need love, when they need grace. And what that is the legacy. That is the legacy, I think, for your kids, for yourself, for the people that you can impact. I just think that's so huge and important. So anyways, this turned from... (laughs) Will Smith and Brian Houston to a, a message about love, which I think is actually very pertinent. So yeah. That's good. That's good. I'm glad we had it. I'm sure that these conversations are not going to end. And that's okay as long as it's focused, hopefully, on what we can all learn from it and how we can grow and become, yeah. again, continue to close the gap between who we are today and who we really want to be. Yeah. Just less judgment, a little bit more perspective, a little bit more just pausing before we jump into accusations yep. about anyone in this world. Um, so... Taking a left turn here. This uh, earlier in the podcast, we talked about our weekend yeah. and everything, and we did not mention that we kind of have a fun project we're starting. Woohoo! Um, and if you listen to this podcast, you're going to be the first to hear about it. Um, but nothing huge. But we are starting a vlog. Yes. We okay. I'll tell you how this started, and then we will wrap this sucker up. But um, there was a first of all weeks ago there was a like instagram reel going around Mm -hmm. and the audio to it was said something like you only have little kids for four years um basically saying if you miss it it's gone and i had this just like overwhelming like emotion of i i only have a little baby girl for four years you know and and then i'm gonna love the rest of her years of course but i think i i was falling into this like assumption that if she can't remember it then it doesn't really matter as far as like really doing a ton of stuff with her we've done a good amount with her so far but i felt really like compelled in the moment to be like we need to do more mm-hmm. with her and i want her to see it one day and i love the the adage of she won't remember this but we will 
And I want her to see when she was little, how her big brothers played with her and joked around with her. I want her to see how her grandparents loved on her. I want her to see all the fun things that we did that we wanted her to remember, but she couldn't like, so all that to say, we wanted to start filming it for her um, and for us and for our families. And then we're like, you know, if other people watch it, fine. Um, our goal is not for it to like explode, but it, it ultimately, it's something we really enjoy together doing because we both have creative things that we love to kind of do together. Um, and that's going to be what this is. But um, yeah, our first one comes out this uh, Sunday. This, this Sunday. I don't know what that date is. So this Sunday. April. Um, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> this just comes out Sunday, um, first Sunday in April. So um, we're really excited. It's again nothing crazy, weird, unique, um, but we did try to kind of bring you guys on the inside of our lives. And Pete kind of takes a couple minutes in it to to encourage. And so I hope it's um, a fun addition to our channel. If you guys watch on YouTube already, then you are already in that channel. It's going to be on the same channel. We've changed the name. Um, if you were to search for it, it's not good talk podcasts on our channel anymore. It is with the Wilsons is the channel. This podcast is still called good talk podcast, but, um, that is where all of it will live. So you'll still be able to find everything where you're used to finding it. If you don't follow us on YouTube, just search us, um, with the Wilsons and you'll find it and please subscribe and do all the things. Yeah. I think it's gonna be fun. We're always looking for different ways that we can take, <clears throat> the message of hope and the message of love infuse it with our life and inspire people and a vlog is just a real natural way uh for us to uh, it's just a different platform for us to express the values and the things that you know we want to to inspire other people with yeah so we're excited um we hope that you enjoy it we're going to be working hard to um, get those out as, as often as we can so um we're pumped yep it's gonna be awesome all right Whew. That was a heavy one. It was. There's a lot of stuff there, but that was another, another good, good talk. talk.